distinction to the role Different players, different strokes But let me tell you about one Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back at 9.08 here on News Talk 680 WPTF, Raleigh-Durham Chapel Hill. And uh, Mike Rayleigh here along with Ann Clapp. The incomparable Rufus Edmonston is sitting across from us this morning. The uh, former Attorney General, Secretary of State, current Secretary General of Gardening, (laughs) and the man who... uh, over 40 years ago, it was 49th anniversary of the Watergate, Watergate break-in this week, who, um, who helped uh, with the Watergate proceedings under uh, Senator Sam Irvin, uh, Chief Deputy Counsel on the Senate Watergate Committee. And so you've, uh, you've done quite a lot in your life. And as Cheryl, Cheryl your uh, assistant on Facebook, said uh, she was so proud to work for somebody so famous. Well, bless her heart. <laughs> when all those people call begging for money, I, I don't know whether I like that or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Johnny Coley is with us. Uh, it, just a wonderful person. Uh, we're so glad that uh, you are, took the time this morning to uh, be with us and to let your wife work. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, out in the, in the fields, <laughs> and doing the chores. feeding the chickens, and yeah. all of that. So, remember what you said about those female peacocks, Johnny? To, that's right. That they don't, don't live don't as long. Don't work her to death now. Yeah. yeah hey, you, yeah, do you yeah, uh, yeah. do you have what other livestock do you have? Uh, well, we've got one goose. Um, he stays in with the chickens, and we have a couple of well, a turkey hen and a turkey tom. Um, out there and then we have uh, uh we have a, a dog a new dog a new puppy if anybody's looking for a, a black and tan english shepherd puppy uh at times we would like to give him to somebody <laughs> so i mean are all of these everything. are all of these pets the turkeys and the uh, the, the turk well the, the the chickens lay of course uh, yeah. the, the goose i guess is a is a pet for lack of anything else peacocks are, are pets because they don't really produce anything. Although they do, the feathers, um, the, the tail feathers, they drop every uh, every fall, late summer, early fall, the peacocks drop their tail feathers. So um, when we had the nursery, we, we could, uh, we actually had a market for them to, uh, to sell the, yeah. the peacock feathers. Right. Um, so that is uh, something that they, they give us. But um, haven't had a crop of turkeys yet. Uh, still, still hoping to, to be able to, to have a crop of turkeys, maybe, and then we have the the cows. Uh, they have everybody's finished calving now, and and the bulls with them for the next breeding season to to start that. So okay, well, you um, got an active group out there then. So the the goose uh, yeah, serves no the goose serves no purpose. The the goose really does not. The goose was was uh, born here on the farm. Um, where his his parents have have passed away, but they uh. But he's he's hanging in there. He uh, that goose is, uh, I'd say he's fifteen years old. He's, he's so he likes hanging out with the chickens. Do you feel comfortable with them? Yeah, they 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 coexist pretty well. How about that? Yeah, they they do a pretty good job. 
Uh, let's uh, go to Sim McKeever, a manager out of the State Farmers Market. Uh, Sim, you you have a menagerie like that at your place? I do have a little bit. Um, I got uh, raised beef cattle, and I have some chickens, lay some eggs, and small garden, and and at times I have a I have a dog that I'd probably like to get rid of too. Sometimes. Does your uh, Does your <laughs> wife take care of things? Um. <laughs> Like Johnny's? Well, no. <laughs> okay, all right. So she's not as cooperative. Well, sometimes. She uh, does at times. Uh, I'll, I'll give her her due. She does at times. Okay. So uh, you have a lot to manage uh, vegetable-wise. No lo- livestock out there, but uh, you do have uh, plenty of vegetables and fruits under the farmer's shed this morning. That's right. We sure do. Uh, sweet corn is just getting started. Uh I was at, we were actually out doing some farm visits earlier this week, and I, there'll be a lot more of it in about a week. Uh, it looks like uh, butter beans are just getting started. Just got a, got a few of those in. Um, cantaloupes are getting started. Uh, we got uh, vine ripe tomatoes, squash, uh, cucumbers, okra, uh, zucchini. Uh, peaches are in full swing right now. Uh, summer prints and ruby prints were two of the varieties uh, I saw down there this morning. I uh, see. We got cauliflower, broccoli, carrots, uh, snap beans, uh, red and white potatoes, beets, blueberries, blackberries. Just a few strawberries still coming in. So come get those while you can. In fact, I don't think they'll last long today because there, there's just not that many of them uh, with the heat coming. And we're got. Um, see, we got garlic, mushrooms, Brussels sprouts, lettuce and cabbage, uh, eggplant. Uh, Bell peppers, hot peppers, sweet peppers, um, onions, all kinds of cut herbs. Uh, of course, sweet potatoes are a staple out here year-round. Uh, kale, mustard, spinach, honey. Um, also, uh, a lot of our plant vendors are still coming in with uh, trees and shrubs. Uh, we got fruit trees and bushes, boxwoods, herbs, perennials, uh, some beautiful Japanese maples. Um, hanging baskets, uh, a lot of vegetable plants still coming in. If you want to plant a second crop of vegetable plants, you can do that. Uh, cactus, succulents, uh, aquatic plants, house plants, and we have have some beautiful cut flowers out here right now too. Did you mention butter beans? By I did. Okay, so you have yeah, good got, supply got, of those. They're just getting started. They're not plentiful yet, but they are. They are, and they got those already shelled for you too. So uh, they make it easy on you. Yeah, smaller the better. That's right. They're the best. Okay, well, I'll have to come out there and get some of those. I'm ready for some butter beans. Yeah. And get some fat back at, at uh, Nahanta, fresh good. fat back. That's right. So to go with those butter stuff. beans. Mm-hmm. Sorry I don't eat them by themselves. It's got to have some, some have fat some, back and a little bit of fat meat. some protein with it. Yeah, absolutely. A little seasoning, yeah. as it were. Uh, market shops always smells good. Sure, great. Uh, bake good items up there. Uh, you just walk into the building, and you can you, you can let your nose lead the way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, all kind of uh, farm raised eggs, meats, and cheeses up there as well. Um, jams and jellies, candies, uh, all kinds of sauces. Uh, you can get fresh fruits and vegetables up there as well. Uh, things like citrus and bananas and things, or things that maybe. Not grown in North Carolina or not in season, you can get up there. Gift baskets. Uh, you got North Carolina wine. You got local seafood. Um, let's see. You get get you some ice cream would be really good today. Yeah. 
Um, they have uh, some. Got to eat it fast. Go ahead. <laughs> Got to eat it fast. That's right. Uh. Uh, also, they have some great uh, lemonades and orangeades and and things like that that they make right there in front of you. Um, let's see. We got three, two, one coffee up here at the coffee shop. Uh, North Carolina hammocks and outdoor furniture. Um, of course, we got the uh, we got hand soaps and lotions. Um, and of course, we got the market grill. You can get you some walking around food. Mm-hmm. And it's about time for a Rufus dog. That's right. I tell you what, they make them up good. I tell you that. They they make it a work of art, don't they? They sure do. Yeah, they they take pride in, in what that hot dog looks like. <laughs> <laughs> it's the prettiest hot dog in town. Yeah, you almost don't want to eat it. Yeah, but that, that, but that don't last long. It's just no. a few seconds. That's right. Uh, of course, uh, speaking of eating, the farmers market restaurant and the seafood restaurant are out there That's too. Right, uh, State Farmers Market Restaurant. They open up at six and close at three. Uh, great country cooking, breakfast, and they serve it right up to three. You can get breakfast uh, right up to three if you want to. Um, I don't know about the patio seating today. If you if you do it this morning, you might be okay. I don't know about later uh, as the as the heat comes. Um, okay, and we got, of course, the uh, North Carolina Seafood Restaurant. They open up at 11 and close at 7 p.m., and uh, they give you plenty to eat. I know people tell me all the time they just order one plate and two people can eat off of it. Well, that's right. <laughs> so, uh, but, yeah, great, great seafood. Um, also, right below the seafood restaurant, we've got the Hunter Pork Center, uh, pork any way you want it. Uh, and then you've got our craft shed building that, uh, we really need to change the name of that building because there's so much more than just crafts in that building now. But you got uh, the Urban Spices down there, Millhouse Engraving. They do all kinds of neat stone work. If, if you haven't ever seen their work, uh, go check them out. Uh, kettle corns down there. Uh, we got some North Carolina farm-raised meats uh, down there as well. Uh, a lot of like a lot of craft items. Uh, all kinds of sauces, lemonade, uh, some other baked good items down there, and uh, also some tropical plants. Uh, down there as well man you got it all out there uh you um you, you got uh, the uh, supersod people i'm sure they've been installing a lot of of uh warm season grasses yeah, all around the area a lot of the uh sea bermuda and centipede and zoysia uh this time of year i uh, somebody in my neighborhood just had that done uh, looks like a, a type of zoysia and before that, they had they had the uh, about five or six of the uh, big yellow bags full of uh, of compost uh, sitting in their yard. So they uh, they definitely went super side for that. That's and right. Their yard looks really nice. Yeah, they, they and you know they also see uh, so you talked about the big, the big yellow bags. Uh, they're they're almost like a bin of watermelons, I guess. Or they're pretty big, good size. I can't remember exactly how much is in them, but they sell smaller, smaller bags as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they uh, sell lime and fertilizer and things like that for your lawn, also. Um, so, and then let's see who else we got. Uh, Market Imports up at the very top of the hill uh, above the State Farmers Market restaurant. Uh, raw iron, cake, pottery, uh, all kinds of home decor and things. Uh, water fountains. Um, just uh, have a lot of neat stuff in there. Yeah. Well, it's a great place to visit. Uh, Market Imports is a is a wonderful place, and and all of the everything out there. Actually, it's a make a day of it. Yep. Have a great day, my friend. Have a good good weekend. We'll talk to you later, Sam. Y'all have a great weekend. Try to stay cool today. All right, buddy. We'll we try. shall. We shall. Bye bye. Bye.
All right, 919-860-9783. It is going to be very hot today. Johnny, and I don't know, the evaporation rates uh, have, have certainly increased. Uh, we're not in, in back into drought. We got some, some much-needed rain. It looks like we're going to get some rain from uh, Claudette that has uh, made landfall and is quickly moving our way uh, as it'll be a low-pressure system by the time it gets to us. But uh, that could bring one to three inches of rain to the area. I think most of it, it looks like more of a southerly trajectory. So uh, the three inches will be uh, south of us. I hope you all get some rain there in Granville and, and Person County. you all uh, lacking for rain? Well, we did. We got uh, pretty good rain. Uh, I guess it was last week. We certain areas of the two counties got a lot more um, than than others. We we for the whole week we got about an inch. Um, uh, so it was a good uh, probably three or four different showers that came <clears throat> through. It got you know, a quarter of an inch, three tenths of an inch, and um, but some areas got you know four and five inches during, you know, if they were underneath those heavy, heavy downpours, some areas got quite a bit. So we're, we're in pretty good shape right now, but it, this time of year, you never, um, you know, you never seem to have enough. <laughs> you, you, cause it, like you were saying, the evaporation rate this time of year and the days are so long, um, days like today at 90, you know, mid nineties, it's really gonna, gonna soak the, the moisture out. So yeah, looking forward to having a little bit of, of a rain from, from that tropical system that you know we, we can benefit from the rain and and it not be so destructive and it doesn't sound like it's you know mainly rain on the gulf coast at uh, i think what 45 mile per hour wind that's uh, rough not, not a terrible one but yeah i think they were more concerned about the the rain and they have had a considerable amount of rain there and some storm surge but uh, not as bad as as uh they have had and louisiana's been hit a lot last couple of years so uh we uh, certainly wish those folks well uh 919-860-9783 more of the wptf weekend gardener coming up it's 922 You're listening to one of the longest-running radio shows in the country, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Yeah, and we're back. It's 927 WPTF time. Mike Rayley here along with Ann Clapp and Rufus Edmonston, Johnny Coley, extension agent in person and uh, yeah, Granville County. Get you and Paul mixed up sometimes with the counties yeah, since y'all are adjacent. Uh, Rufus, you? No, don't, 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 don't insult Paul, though. <laughs> oh, it wouldn't be an insult to him. That's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> Rufus, you got a uh, list. You made a list. Well, I was up this morning early to, uh, to see what I've got blooming around the house. Always a good thing. And let's start off with Rosa Sharon. Okay. Yeah, they are starting to bloom, aren't they? Yeah. Cleony that comes up from seed every year. Well, I, I love that plant. One. It is. You see it in ditch banks uh, a lot of times. Absolutely. Now, the old-fashioned gardenia. Oh, that, yes. That's that's the one I still love better than the new, the new variety. They got some powerful fragrance. They those do. those yeah. old fashioned ones. Uh, Impatience. Now those came from Phil. I have pots and banks of. You I have pretty good luck with Impatience. I really do. It's called the Sun Patient. 
Yes. That they, they love the sun. No problems with downy mildew anymore. No, so. nothing at all. I mix yep. those with coleus. I've noticed the four o'clocks were blooming yesterday. They they got lazy and waited until about five o'clock. Oh, <laughs> well, you, I don't know why. They're central time. I'd yeah, be lazier today because it's going to be hotter. Uh, the roses are getting on a really, really nice right now. Uh, knockouts primarily, which I never use anything on, except sometimes I do three and one Bayer, mm-hmm. the Bayer three and one. Yeah. Uh, begonias all over the place, which, which don't seem to need as much water as say the impatience. Uh, crinum. I got, got plenty of oh, crinum. crinum lily. Well, crinum George, lily. hot dog, George over at the roast grill would be. Happy well, with I think, that. I think I shared with him one time. Yes, you did. Some pink, pink crinums. Yes. Then all kinds of hydrangeas, which I think this year is the most uh, gorgeous that I've had in a long time. And especially the, now the, the hydrangea PG, I call them. I, I'm sure that it's not quite the technical term. But sure. The, the, the tall ones. Yeah, like uh, the limelight. They're, they're, they're coming to fruition. So it, it was quite a good walk around this morning at about – 6.30. Yeah, you can't go wrong with the hydrangeas, and there's so many different varieties now. You can just go wild with them. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. as a rule, uh, magnolias you, are too. <clears throat> the what? The southern magnolias are blooming, too. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I caught a whiff of, uh, of one of my neighbors. Uh, we'll talk more about that and um, maybe get Johnny to talk about some things that uh, love hot weather, some plants. Coming up here on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 935-919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. It's going to be a hot summer, I'll bet, uh, Johnny, as usual. Uh, any plants that uh that you like maybe y'all used to sell a lot of at uh the old nursery and that you recommend for hot weather whether it be shrubs or flowers uh well there's there's not any that that take the heat any better than the vinca or the periwinkle and that's the 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 annual vinca or periwinkle they are Mm -hmm. about as tough as it comes when it comes to drought and and heat tolerant um and do uh, there's there's lots of different colors of those and there's uh, some now that i think there's cora and mediterranean that that sort of a trailing type um periwinkle or vinca um that uh, they look real real nice and of course lantana uh you know once you get lantana established it's one of the better pollinator plants and uh again drought and heat tolerant uh, as much as any plant is there's there's a lot of lantanas in the Wake County and, and South area that that will come back for you that that will be uh, that's right perennial Miss Huff and yeah and yeah. Uh, ham and egg are a couple of them yeah yeah uh, Miss Huff is the only one that I usually recommend especially in, in Person County Northern Granville County we've we've planted several different varieties um, here in Cremor. Miss Huff is your most reliable uh, for for coming back. Um, but, you know, it doesn't take much, you know, just, just a little bit of a, of a temperature difference for, for them to come back or not. Um, and the key to uh, 
Lantana coming back is not not to prune them back in the fall, uh, which is hard not to do because they they're not real. Yeah, so you have to be careful where you plant them because you don't. Uh, Irv Evans yeah, used to talk yeah. about planting daffodils and things like that that are going to have to stay out there for so long and look so bad uh, after they've started fading. You you just really want to make sure you 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 plant them in the proper places and, and lantanas like that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think Rufus mentioned the uh, the begonias. Begonias are. Uh, yeah, they're real showy at the dragon wings or the, the larger leaf um, begonias. Are, uh, they have lots of different varieties of, of the larger leaf begonias. Very drought-tolerant plant. Uh, begonias are probably about as drought-tolerant as they come for an, an annual. They don't particularly like the sun as much. Uh, the bronze leaf begonias will tolerate the, the sun, but um, really begonias... Uh, they're sort of like me. If they get in the shade by two o'clock, they're they're happy. <laughs> or, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I I I've I found out over over the years that being called a pansy is not a bad thing actually because I fall into that because I like cooler weather myself and that's sort of what pansies like. So, that's right. Um, it's uh, a little, little early to be talking about pansies yet. They're not going to take this heat, but um, I'm. I'm fall into the category of, of pansies as far as weather goes, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as, you know, the the, the shrubs, the, you know, the, the hydrangeas are, are great. Um, they, they, again, would like a little bit of shade in the afternoon. Um, you know, I've seen them in full sun. We have one that gets uh, quite a bit of sun during the day, but a lot of times it's, uh, when it's real hot, they'll, they'll sort of wilt on you. And and you have to be careful with the the hydrangeas, not to just go out there with the water hose and water them when they do that, because you can overwater them. That's right. I mean, they're they're that's more of a problem with with. Um, I mean, they're they're just wilting because of the the heat, not the lack of water. Yeah. 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 So yeah. you can you can really mess them up. Yeah. Yeah. So you just have to be be careful with them, and uh, and whenever you're you're watering, uh, whether it's your um, whatever plant uh this time of year you want to water it from the bottom um and and really any time of year but especially this time of year because there's so many fungus out there if you if you water from the top and get that foliage wet that's just um a better chance of getting any diseases on your on your plant so you know whenever whenever you do water or need to water you know water it from the from the bottom and just you know saturate that root system real good and it's it's also better to water deeply um, than to water shallow. I uh, you know don't want to water it for ten fifteen seconds. Um, you want to water it slowly for you know fifteen or twenty minutes. Like drip hosing would be a good idea, maybe for some of those things. Great, yeah. Soaker hoses. You know I love soaker hoses. They uh, use little, very little water, and they they get the the water into the ground. So yeah, drip drip and, and soaker hoses work real well um for that uh think of other other plants you know you, you, you johnny i've had pretty good luck with verbena verbena yeah verbena is a good one um verbena verbena often will they benefit from being deadheaded i don't know if you deadhead yours Rick. absolutely <laughs> they have to yeah, be yeah, they, 
Yeah, yeah, they benefit from that. So that is, of course, the lantanas benefit from it as well. Um, they don't seem to need it quite as bad as the verbenas. The verbena, if you uh, take those old blooms off, they really, um, really will bloom for you all summer. Uh, and and there's some of those that are that are perennial that'll that'll come back. The homestead purple probably being the most hardy, mm-hmm. but um, they're they've got some verbenas out there that'll uh, that'll come back for you. I think there's a red one, and I. It's amazing how quickly you lose variety names uh, after <laughs> being out of the, the business for a while. But um, yeah, there's there's verbena. It's a great and it's very drought tolerant. Yeah, definitely uh, drought tolerant. In fact, you have to be careful not to overwater the the verbenas. Um, and you know, angelonia is one. I don't know if a lot of people are maybe not familiar as familiar with the angelonia. Uh, it's been around a while now. The summer snapdragon. Is, is another name for it, but um, the Angelonias give you great color uh, throughout the summer. It's a little bit more erect, a little bit, you know, more upright um, in this growth habit, but it uh, gives you some uh, some good color throughout and, and different uh, different colors of that. And, and Rufus, again, mentioned the four o'clocks. Uh, we, love, we love our four o'clocks. So, um, don't know that they really classified as a perennial, but they reseed so well they can be considered fun just about. Yeah, Rufus, do you go outside at four o'clock every day just to make sure that they're? I I, I keep quite disciplined. Okay, but you know, I think if a seed gets within an inch of the ground, Johnny, it's going to come up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they germinate very well. Uh, that's one of the reasons. Uh, and you mentioned Cleomes too, Rufus. Cleomes a great uh, great pollinator and great. Um, great plant they usually reseed very well yeah for some reason we've our our stock coming up i I, i'm always hesitant to put out a pre-emergent herbicide in our um in our flower areas because so many of the plants do come back from seed i don't want to you know discourage that and uh the cleomies they've they've stopped coming back for us i don't know what happened um well do some research on that because i've seen the same thing (laughs) Hmm. yeah we need to check that out i'm that is an interesting. Well, mine have been coming plant. back for twenty years, over wow. and over and over again. Where do they grow yeah. in your yard? Do they anywhere a seed drops? Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah. you there? There are a yeah. lot of them at the the Edmonston estate. Yes, Cleomies, or yeah. Cleomies, or Cleomy, whatever you call it. And uh, I think it's Cleomy Peony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, yeah, go to. They're great. They are. Sandra is in Durham. Sandra, good morning. Are on WPTF. Good morning. Um, I'm at, wondering about. Um, I have hydrangeas that um, I bought last year and planted, and during the winter I thought they were dead. Um, now they're blooming, but they bloom to the back of where we planted them, so they're facing the house. How can I get them like to bloom? All over. Is there anything I can do? Well, maybe they're shy. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> they've turned. Very, very I don't modest. know if you. Uh, yeah. The, you know, hydrangeas like sun a little more than you might think. Is yeah, it a shaded I, area or are they leaning toward the sun? Well, in the morning they have sun and then in the afternoon they have shade. Um, and the yeah. flowers that bloom are towards the shaded area. Huh. Okay. Do you know what variety it is? Is it a... 
snow. Okay. Got them at a big box store, and and right. last year they were kind of a greeny color flower, and now they're pink. Yeah. So um, anyway, just thought I'd check yeah. and see if there was something I could do to get them to bloom all over. I really wanted blue ones. But, you got. Um, yeah, well, you have to change the the pH normally with that uh, yeah. of the soil. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Putting well, a little bit of sulfur around them will, will do the. Okay, do the my mother always it doesn't put take much. Yeah, my mother always put rusty nails around hers, so maybe I should get some rusty nails or something. She never stepped on one, did she? <laughs> no, she didn't. That's good. So do you have you have plenty of leaves? Otherwise, it looks healthy. The hydrangea. Did you prune it? Did you prune it at all, or did it get damaged on one side that it no, lost the flower no, buds? We never touched them. In fact, I was worried that we were going to have to pull them up and toss them out because they looked so sad over the winter. But they came back. The leaves are beautiful, bright green. They're just lovely, But they and they have a real pretty pink flower on them. But they just don't – you can't see them. So. Huh. Just All don't right, don't prune them or don't do anything to that front side. And I mean, you should find flower buds on the other side next okay. year. I don't yeah, know. I don't. I don't see any reason why it shouldn't. I I never prune a hydrangea at all. I, I let them. They they yeah. The stalks look ugly in the winter, and then yeah. And then if yeah. you're going to prune something about them, how I do it is when the new new leaves start coming out, and the old stalks that that are dead don't. Put out new leaves. Cut the prune those out, yeah. and okay. that's the time to prune because you know you're not cutting off new blooms. Maybe next year they'll come yeah, back. Yeah, then back. right after they finish blooming. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your your. Hey, Sandra. Thank you very much for being a part of the show. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Sue is an apex. Hey, Sue. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Oh, yes, sir. Um. I, we have a beautiful gardenia bush that's bloomed every year. We started it, my mother-in-law started it from a cutting, and um, we just had a lot of pleasure giving the gardenias to family and friends. But this year I went to cut some to take to my sister-in-law, and there are all these little, very, very tiny black bugs coming out of the center of each flower. They're very tiny, having poor vision. At first, I thought it was just little specks of dirt or something, but then I realized they were moving. What is going on? <laughs> hmm. so uh, hydrangeas don't have a lot of insect problems, do they, Johnny? No, gardenias. Oh, gardenias. I'm sorry. Yeah. They usually well, have white flies. White flies are, are, are the biggest. White flies. Yeah. And these, yeah. she says, are, are dark. You said they were, the, the insect was coming out of the, the bloom? Yes, out of the center of it. I was reading on the internet, yeah. they talked about something called thrips, and then they talked about spider yeah. mites. Um, the thrips, though, they it's said most likely an inch, and these are very, very tiny. They're like little specks of dust. Yeah, that's most likely thrips. Uh, gardenias are very notorious for getting thrips in the blooms. Don't In the landscape, they don't normally do a, a whole lot of damage. Uh, if they were in the, the nursery setting, they, they need to be treated, but... Um, we have we have a gar- beautiful gardenia on the end of our porch, and um, it, it inevitably will have thrips in in, on, uh, in the blooms, uh, but not nearly as detrimental to them as the white fly. Uh, as Rufus and Mike mentioned, the the white flies are. are uh, yeah, can you use an oil spray, or is that going to mess up the bloom? Uh, you do have to be careful with your oils, uh, especially when it's hot. Uh, you can do it when it's you know a cooler morning, 
or in the evening, um, and and the neem oil will will get the thrips. Um, spinosad uh, is, is an organic uh, something with with spinosad in it is also uh, good for thrips. But but like I said, usually in the landscape, unless it's you know a problem for bringing them in, because I mean who doesn't like to bring gardenias in the house for for a cut flower? Right, it smells so great, but. The um, you know, if you want it to to use the the neem oil or the uh, spinosad uh, product, they would get they would get your um, control your thrips. You're not gonna you're not gonna eradicate them because they they're very prolific as far as uh, reproducing. But yeah, that's that's most likely what it is if it's coming from the bloom. They're generally not gonna hurt the plant that much, are they? Not not normally. I mean, if you had a high enough population, they can distort the the, the leaves. Uh, they have a a rasping, uh, piercing mouth part, so they they do more of, uh, damage as they feed on the leaves. Uh-huh. But I haven't. I've never um, never had to control do spray our gardenia for controlling the thrips um, on them. But they yeah they will they will get them. This is the first year we've had them. I mean, I've always been able to just cut the gardenias, take them to whoever, but, you know, I hate to take blooms to people that little bugs running out of them. That's kind of gross. Yeah. Yeah, that is. uh, And the uh, insecticidal soaps would probably work as as well uh, to get that. But I, um, uh, whenever you spray it like an oil or soap on a a bloom, you always do risk that that chance of... uh, deteriorating the broom bloom right. faster. Yeah, I thought about trying to wash them off or something. I don't know if that would work or, if, you know, just, I don't know. Well, you can wash them off before you take them to somebody or at least see if it, see if that helps before you take it. Yeah. yeah. Take it, yeah, uh, if you share it with someone. Yeah, they wouldn't come I back. I spray the oil, them. like, right uh, before I take them, you know, cut a bunch and put a little, but with that, or with that, or I don't know. I think that would detract from if you're for the from the yeah. bloom. Yes, yeah. that, that's what I was worried about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Messing up the bloom rather than the leaf. But yeah, the, the I think yeah. it would mess up the bloom. Okay. Well, maybe the weather. Spinosad doesn't have a smell. What did you say, Johnny, about spinosad? I was just saying spinosad doesn't have the odor that the neem oil or the right. insecticidal soap. Yeah. Okay. And how do you spell spinosad? I wanted to be sure I had that right. Uh, S-P-I-N-O-S-A-D. A-D. Okay. And that's, that would be the active ingredient. There's, there's several products out there with that, that active ingredient. Do you need to go to a hardware store, a big box store? What type of place would you find that mostly? I would think about any anywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, independent uh, uh, garden center would would have it i'm sure um phil and nelsa have a product with that uh with that active ingredient um but i, I think the box stores would as well so it, it, that's the main thing is that you, you're, you're probably not going to find a label that just says spinosad on it it's gonna uh you're gonna have to look at the active ingredient mm-hmm. okay and um you said something about spider mites. I don't think, or no, white fly. I don't think I have those, but what should I look for? Or what would be uh, indication I have that? Look on the back of the leaf. And okay. Yeah. Dark, smudgy, sticky. 
Now that that is one you can use the horticultural oil on. And the main thing I know you you want to take the gardenia to share with your friends. I think you should be looking though toward making sure that the whole the whole plant is taken care of. And so I I would go ahead and use that remedy that Johnny talked about and sort of maybe maybe not sharing them this this particular year. Right, right. I understand. And I believe we need to trim our bush back. It's gotten huge, and I believe we do that right after it blooms. Yes, correct. Correct. Okay, well, thank you very much. Thank you, Sue. Give our best to everybody in Apex. Yes, sir, will do. All right. Uh, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. It's 954. For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. Yes, indeedy. You know, uh, the folks at Wild Birds Unlimited want to remind you to uh, don't forget those thirsty hummingbirds. Mm -hmm. Our friends at Wild Birds Unlimited at Falls Center in Raleigh and at Crescent Common Shopping Center in Cary are giving you a chance to win a pagoda, uh, mini feeders for uh, for the hummingbird. Register to win by going to the WPTF Facebook page uh, right now if you want to. The prize is going to be given away on June 21st. So go to the WPTF <coughs> Facebook page right now and, and good luck. And keep keep it clean. Change the, the formula there for... For uh, and it doesn't have to be red. Doesn't have to have root red food coloring in it to attract them. Uh, but uh, for the feeders, for the hummingbirds and plants, most importantly, put some plants in the landscape that they will attract, and they'll uh, they'll be overjoyed. So um, more of the weekend gardener. We only have one hour left. Where's the, where's the morning gone? Yeah, we heard from Joe the bouncer too, who had had a mishap. Yeah, we'll talk about that coming up.